Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is Jeannie Cisco Meth. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever it is that you may be joining me. I want to say thanks. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with me today. And I want to tell you about a miracle that happened recently. Okay, you may not think it's a miracle, but I label it a miracle. And um, four years ago, on November 5th, well, this year will actually be five years ago, my mother died here, right here in this house, in my arms. And um, the grieving has healed. I still miss her every day. And um, I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful that she was able to spend the last four years of her life with me instead of in a nursing home. And I'm also very grateful for the things that I have that used to be hers, such as a set of turquoise earrings and a necklace and a bracelet, all of them that were a matching set. And I was so grateful to have them. And every time I wear them, I think of my mom. And um, in fact, I have some of my media pictures taken with those earrings and that necklace. And um, the other day, I lost one of the earrings. And I was sad. I was so sad. And I realized it's okay. You know, it took me a couple of days, but I was like, you know, I looked for it. Um, I asked at the places that I had been been visiting that day, and I asked, and nobody had seen it. And so I kind of came to terms with it, and I was kind of like, well, it's okay. It's all right. You know, hey, things happen. Things get lost. It doesn't mean that, you know, the memory of my mom is lost or anything like that. And so I spent some time, you know, and I, I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, I'd really like to have this come back to me, if it's possible. I'd like to have this earring, this turquoise earring come back to me because it was my mom's and I enjoy it. And I would just like that. And then I just kind of let it go. And when I would think about it, you know, and I was in a place that I had visited that day, I would ask and say, hey, do you have something? And they'd say, no, we don't have anything. I said, okay. And I checked my car, you know, I checked checked um, my pockets and things like that. And so I just, I want you to know that I looked for this and then I let it go. And I know I keep saying I looked here, I looked there, and then I let it go. <laughs> and I did. And then a week and a day after I lost it, I had actually forgotten about it and I had moved on. And I was out in the garage with my husband and my husband says, babe, look. And I'm like, what? And I turned around and there on the step leaning into our house was my earring. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I got emotional and I was excited. And I realized that that's, that's a miracle. That's God bringing something to me that I thought was lost. And I thought of the story of the prodigal son. I'm I'm sure you've heard it. Many people have heard it about the very wealthy father who had two sons. And one of his sons, his younger son, came to him and said, Dad, I'm tired of living on a farm. Yes, I'm paraphrasing. I'm putting it into my own words. Or as many of my clients say, I'm genializing. <laughs> 
And so the younger son came to his dad and said, Dad, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeding the pigs and, you know, milking cows and, and you know, mucking out stalls and all of that. I want to leave. Give me my inheritance now. I want to leave. I remember growing up on the farm. It's a lot of work, day after day. Now, I didn't have an inheritance. I didn't go to my dad and say, hey, dad, give me half my inheritance. I just said, hey, dad, I'm going to college. And he totally supported me, and he believed in me, and he loves me. And so I can imagine, you know, what this young man was going through, and he went to his dad, and he said, Dad, I'm done. I don't I don't want to be a farmer anymore. I want to go and seek my fortune elsewhere. And his father says, okay. And he gives him his inheritance, and the young boy goes off, and he squanders it. And he has parties, and he makes very bad decisions. And every day, the older brother is there, day after day, working on the farm. You know, feeding the cows, feeding the pigs, milking the cows, doing the hard work. You know, maybe he's mending fence or building fence, all of that. And the younger son is off sowing his oats, so to speak, being wild and and not making good decisions and the son slowly falls from grace and he falls further and further all of his friends leave him all of his money is gone and he finds himself working on a farm feeding the pigs and he realizes that back at his dad's house the servants ate better than he is in fact the pigs that he's feeding right now are eating better than he is And so he decides to swallow his pride and return home. And it says in the Bible that when he was still a long ways off, the father saw him and ran to him and embraced him and then ordered his servants to kill the fatted calf. And they celebrated because he had come home. And they were so grateful that he had come home. He was in rags and he smelled and... You know, I can imagine that reunion, the young man saying, Dad, I, I don't deserve anything. Can I can I please just work for you and, and live in the barn and and don't no, don't hug me, Dad, I stink. Um and his dad didn't care. Now as a parent I can totally understand that. I don't care what my kids smell like, I don't care what my kids look like. I love them. And I discipline their bad behavior. I still love them. And I do everything I can to direct them and to guide them. And if one of them is gone for a while, okay, if one of them is gone for a day, (laughs) I call them on the phone and I talk to them because I miss them. And so I can imagine what this dad was going through here. His son, who he thought was lost, has come home alive, a little thin, maybe not smelling so well, but he's home. Praise God. Let's celebrate. Now the older son, as he was coming in from the field, saw that there was a celebration going on. And he asked one of the servants, what's going on? And the servant said, your brother, he's returned home. and We're celebrating. The older boy was upset. He was jealous. He was angry. And he was like, well, what about me? And for a long time, I identified with that older boy. And I thought, that's not fair. 
And then the young, the older boy goes to his dad and he says basically that that's not fair. And the father says to him, son, this whole time you have been receiving my blessing. This whole time, any time, all you had to do is ask. And we would have celebrated for you as well. You never asked. Therefore, you never received. And I, I have had a perspective shift on that recently. Hence, the reason I asked for the Lord to help me find my earring. Because I have an amazing God. I have an amazing Father in heaven. And He loves me. He loves me so much that He disciplines me. He loves me so much that He tells me what I'm doing wrong. He loves me so much that He has people to lead and guide me and direct me. I also have my conscience. And when I listen to it and I follow it, I receive blessings. Whether they come in the form of struggles or in the form of rewards, they're still blessings. I bet you never thought of a struggle as being a reward. I believe it is. Because I have to become the person that I need to be to handle the blessings that I'm asking for, which means I need to get stronger. I need to have a better discernment. I need to understand things more. And I need to ask. And so when I asked my Heavenly Father, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, to help me find my earring, I know that there are people around me that thought that was funny. I know that some of you listening to this may think that's idiotic. And I know that some of you understand. And some of you get it. And some of you ask. All I'm asking you today is to think of your Heavenly Father as a friend. I don't know what your relationship with your earthly father is like. I have a good one. I'm blessed. And it helps me understand my heavenly father better. I also know that my earthly father has faults. He's human. He makes mistakes. And so I can't compare directly my heavenly father with my earthly father. Because my heavenly father is perfect. My Heavenly Father has things in store for me that I have not imagined, that I have not spoke about, because He wants to bless me in so many ways. He wants me to lead an example of what it means to be in this world, but not of this world. Because as a Christian, that's what we're called to do. Now, I know that Christians in other parts of the world are persecuted. I live in the United States. We may not be very well liked here, but we're definitely not persecuted. But I do know that people in many parts of the world are. And I commend you for your bravery. And I commend you for your faith. And I commend you for following along in what the Lord has asked you to do. I pray for faith. I pray for courage. I seek it. And I know that to be afraid means I have the opportunity to be brave because bravery comes after fear, not before. And so I invite you today, if you've been wanting to talk to God, be brave and talk to Him. 
be brave and just say, hey, Lord, I've wandered. I want to come home. I want to be embraced by you, no matter what I smell like. Because your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for my sins. I can come boldly before you today and ask for forgiveness. And because of the price that your son, Jesus Christ, paid, my sins are wiped as white as snow. They're gone. There's no trace of them. I personally call on that many times throughout the day. I don't mean to sin, but I do because I'm human and I make mistakes. Sometimes I sin and I don't even know it's sin until later on when I'm reading. And then I realize that I sinned and I ask for forgiveness and I commit to do better. Just like the young boy that came home to his father, he committed to do better. And I don't know. I don't know the rest of the story. I can make it up, though. And in my mind, the prodigal son and the boy that stayed became good friends again. And they talked about the blessings of having an amazing father that loved both of them. The older boy learned how to ask. And the younger boy learned how to make better decisions. Because that's what we do as we learn and we develop and we grow. We learn to make better decisions. What are your decisions? What have you decided that maybe you need to make a new decision? You see, because every bad decision can be followed by a good one. And every good one can be followed by a bad one. Each decision needs to be evaluated and thought about. And I invite you to pray about it. You see, a lot of people will pray about the big decisions, but they don't pray about the day-to-day decisions. I invite you to pray about those too. Carefully consider each decision and check out your habits because your habits create you. You create your habits and then your habits create you. Spend some time today looking at your habits and seeing what needs to be changed. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. I know I do. I'm human. I make mistakes. Thank goodness we have a merciful father, a gracious father that sent his son to die for us so that we can fully embrace him, so that we can stand in his presence and be a part of his family, even though we have wandered. Thank you so much for joining me yet again today, my friend. Have an absolutely beautiful day. This is Jeannie Cisco Meth. I invite you to reach out to me. I'm the only Cisco Meth on social media, so it's pretty easy to find me with a simple Google search. My last name is spelled just like computers and drugs. Pretty easy to find. Thanks. Have an absolutely beautiful day, and bye for now. <laughs>